Hello, friends, and welcome to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. We are a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast where we explore the lore and story of Hydaelyn and beyond. My name is Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. How's it going, Jenner? It's going. I just had a half a sandwich. It was delicious. And uh, enjoying my red IPA. It's good shit. Okay. Lamenting my broken pen, you know. Jen and her fountain pen fetish. It is kind of a fetish. I mean, we don't like make out or anything, but there is a uh, you know a, a relationship, I suppose. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to talk about the opposite of pens: the axe. We're gonna talk about warrior. Oh boy, are we gonna talk about warrior? Namely, the job quest through level fifty. Sure, and and Jen's struggles in LDR <laughs> to level up her warrior to 50. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody who had to join me in my uh, my daily leveling exercises. I'm not I'm not a great tank right now. But you can be. Maybe someday, yeah. yeah. With enough determination and... Tutelage from Curious, Curious Gorge. I almost called him George. That's pretty rude. I'm glad I didn't do it while he was here. <laughs> he would have been mad. Notably, though, Jen, you braved LDR and not squadrons. For that, I applaud you. Thanks. I figure I had to put myself out there at, at some point, and it was this week. And nice work. Well, some of it was. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, Jen, that was so bad? Well, I decided to... Um, I don't remember if it was an LDR or if I chose Stone Vigil on purpose. No, I think it was an LDR. I was like, oh, fucking, of course. I had I had tanked Stone Vigil with my squadron before, just so that I could get a get my bearings, you know. Because really, it's the the hardest part for me is knowing the map. A Realm Reborn dungeons are kind of a crapshoot. You don't really know what you're going to get. They're not nearly as formulaic as they are now. So it's something that I had to practice a lot because as a DPS, I'm just like, you know, I turn my brain off, follow the tank, da 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 da. But as a tank, you can't you can't do that. So knowing what to do and what not to do, where to go, where not to go, things like this, very high anxiety situation. So I practice with my squadron because they're not going to judge. And um, so I got, when I went into my uh, LDR, my leveling duty roulette, I got stone vigil. I'm like, okay, Jen, this is, it's fine. You've done this before. You know what you're doing. The group paused for a second because the healer had to um, go do something and while we were chilling, I was like, all right, so I'm kind of newish to tanking. Um, are you guys okay with like bigger pulls? Because I'm just trying to figure out where, like where my limits are. One of the one of the people in the party was like, sure, yeah, I'm, I'm down with larger pulls. It wasn't the healer. So maybe I should have let them weigh in. They never did. They never did. Uh, and so I was, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd pull a pack and I'd be like, I could pull another one and I'll pull another one. And then I would, I would die. Um, or everybody would die and then I would die. <laughs> um, so that happened four times. We wiped four times with me as the tank. And that felt awful. Really, really awful. So I, I had to do some, some pellet cleansing after that. I, I donned my summoner gear and did something that I felt I was competent at. But uh, the other the other runs have gone much, much better. Uh, I did an LDR today, in fact, as a tank. And I got triple commendations which is fucking amazing to me for which dungeon uh well it happened twice <laughs> uh orm Vale for the first one nice um and then the second one i w i was just um i needed the xp so i decided just to run cutter's cry since i've been running that one quite a bit i'm like i know this one um and so yeah that was well good fucking ordeal though dude Congrats it's so the... so stressful and i have to do it again with like two more right right Yes. Yeah. I mean, you've got Paladin done, so you are done with the A Realm Reborn tanks now. Is that it? Yes. Paladin and Warrior? Oh, okay. That's great news. The other ones get unlocked later. Right. Just a dark night and... You're going to make me very offended, Jen. What? If you're ignoring my main class. Gunbreaker. There we go. Thank you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't realize I had to say it first, otherwise you would take it personally. Well, it seemed like you had forgotten for a minute. Well... It's not, I wasn't thinking about you necessarily. I was thinking about the tank classes and yeah. If you, if you ha didn't play Gunbreaker, I definitely would have forgotten about it. Well, I'll take that small nod then. Thank All you. All right. Yeah. But anyway, though, A Realm Reborn is really weird because the boss fights are in general pretty easy, but the trash pulls, um, which is the name for the normal enemies between boss fights, those are 
pretty hard, much harder in general in A Realm Reborn than in later content. And that's because later content is very formulaic in the way it's laid out. Um, it's typically two trash pulls, then um, a barrier that you can't cross until after you kill uh, the trash enemies. So for A Realm Reborn, then, you as the tank need to know the limits of you and the healer and the party as you're pulling. And you need to know how many more enemies can I handle at once before it's a problem. Mm -hmm. And that's based on your skill as a tank and the healer skill, which is very hard to determine because healing is, is kind of, it's hard to translate that into like a, a metric, really. Yeah. Because you're, you're not seeing it. Tanks, in my experience, get a lot more comms than the healers do even though the healer has to work pretty hard for a lot of the big pulls yeah. as well. Oh, dude, yeah. It's a stressful time. It's just, it's hard. And I'm not that familiar with healing as well. And like, I've, I've leveled white mage. Try as I might. I can't, I can't accommodate or, or it's, 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 it's just experience. That's it. <laughs> you just got to put the time in. It's not necessarily intuitive how to tank well against those things because what there are there are two keys to the a realm reborn tanking. One is knowing how many enemies to pull, and the other is how to use your mitigation, mm -hmm. as in how to manage your incoming damage to make sure that your healer can keep up and that you don't die. You get most of your tank mitigation actually pretty early in the game. A few cooldown abilities which have cooldowns from one to two minutes, which will reduce incoming damage by X percent. And then also a big thing to remember is that there's always reprisal, which every tank gets, which is the debuff to surrounding enemies, which you should both do when you're being attacked by trash enemies. And also don't forget to use reprisal before a boss casts a big party or raid wide ability. Mm -hmm. The other tank toolbox thing, which many people forget is that your knockback mitigation skill, it will also apply a debuff to any attacking enemies that reduces their attack speed. It applies a slow debuff, which means that if you use your knockback mitigation for trash pulls, you will essentially gain a 20% damage mitigation. You told me this yesterday and it blew my mind. It is the unsung hero of tank mitigation. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was a huge tangent. Yep. Um, well. Welcome to tank chat. Welcome to Warrior Chat. Well, now we're on Warrior Chat. So like most A Realm Reborn jobs, Warrior goes way back to the beginnings of Final Fantasy as a series. They brought back the favorites pretty much for all the A Realm Reborn classes slash jobs. And Warrior has been around since the original Final Fantasy. Like Final Fantasy 1? It wasn't called 1, it was called Final Fantasy. <clears throat> Thank you, that was the joke. Hitting stuff with stuff since day one. In this game, Warrior is, per the prior conversation, a tank class. They will become the regen tank, with many skills focused on restoring health rather than mitigating damage. And they become so good at this self-sustain that they don't really need a healer in the easier in-game content, assuming that they are doing the mechanics in the fight correctly. It's a big assumption. <laughs> Pretty rude, Jen. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is Jen's POV. This is kind of a contentious healer issue. If healers don't need to heal anything, like what's the point? They're pretty boring as a damage class. So if you're not needing to actually heal anything, what's the point of running with a healer? Mm -hmm. So fair. I mean, either way, though, that that is the current design for the warrior class. Life is so unnerving for a servant who's not serving. He's okay. not whole without a soul to wait upon. Thank you. Is that Beauty and the Beast? Look at you. However, the level 50 warrior does not yet have that engine of self-healing going yet. They're pretty mundane still. But in this trek, we do get a few new skills which help to define the future warrior. Most notably, we get the warrior's invuln, which is Holmgang. Every tank gets an invulnerability ability, which makes them obviously invulnerable. invulnerable. <laughs> For a short time, <laughs> the warrior version will keep you from going below one hit point for a short time. So you can still take lots of damage, but you never will actually die, except to a few rare effects. The main strength of the warrior invuln is that it has a very short cooldown at only four minutes, 
which makes it useful to shortcut some fights later on because you can skip mechanics by repeating the warrior in Vuln instead of doing the mechanic properly. Nice. Cheesy cheese. Cheese button. Sure. Yeah. I'd call it the shortcut button. Okay. We also get Storm's Eye. This attack is key to the warrior's rotation for the rest of the game as using it gives you the Surging Tempest buff, which increases your damage done substantially. So you want to keep this buff up at all times. And the last big thing we get is the Beast Gauge, where your attacks will build up your rage meter over time and then you spend it to make big attacks. You know what would be cool if uh, when you hit Max on the beast gauge, if your eyes glowed red, they might. I don't know. You can't see. Everything's moving so fast. But uh, that would be cool. What it does do, though, is making this very annoying swirly effect around your character when your beast gauge is not zero. I always wondered what that was. And now I know. I hate it. Why? Because so if you are playing warrior to like do the MSQ or running around the world and you have like 10 rage then you're swirling up a storm for no good reason. You're walking around town, <laughs> huffing it across the countryside, and it's- You're trying to pick up ladies in Uldah. Yeah. And, and it, you've got this this bullshit swirling around you, and people think maybe, is that like, are those your stink lines? Do you smell? Yes, pretty much. Mm. It is a stink line of animation. Wow. I wish they would disable that outside of combat or something. I don't know, maybe exercise more control over your inner beast, man. It's visually annoying, and you you cannot clear your inner beast if you have, like, 10 points. Yeah, you're gonna have to go find a striking dummy, get it to 50, blow it, and then you're fine. Fixed it! Fixed it. Just blow your load on a dummy, and you're good to go. Would you stop? No. (laughs) You should have one at your house for that reason. You know, you can striking dummy in private. In the privacy of your own home. Correct. You can blow your nope, beast load nope, nope, on your private nope. dummy. God damn. Look, you know, no no kink shaming, you know, no um, relationship with inanimate object. Oh, my God. Okay. Don't, don't fuck on. your car, people. Moving on. Wow, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Tough stance. <All> right. Warrior. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. On to the job quest. When we left off as a marauder, which is the class that will lead into the warrior job, we had just killed the malevolent Arox named Kujata and saved slash redeemed the, the child whose parents he killed. Yeah. Killed a big bison, saved the children, were the hero of the Marauders Guild. And now the Marauders Guildmaster, Vern Zoen, has news for us. So, yes, uh, Vern Zoen, he, an old comrade of his, um, I think from the Company of Heroes, is that? As we'll learn pretty soon, the guy we're going to meet is a former Company of Heroes member. Right. So, okay, he's the former Company of Heroes member, not necessarily Vernzoan. No. Okay, got it. Anyway, so he's working for uh, Master Gigaruju in Costa del Sol, and they're having a bit of an issue with something down there. So he's like, go and uh, help my buddy. I'm going to send Sulkfib with you as well. Sulkfib is Vernzoan's sister. Yeah, or healer pal. Yes. Um, And she, she's got the uh, the curl skin... Uh, robe, which is pretty fab. Anyway, so we get there and we find out that uh, the problem, fucking turtles. Turtles, man. Shredder gets it. So we find Sulkfib hanging out on the beach and she tells us the turtle trouble. (laughs) And they are evidently rampaging in from somewhere to the north. So we go up to investigate and we see on the beach there is a Rogadin wearing black and red armor with a red beard and red hair, and his name that appears for us is Fell Demon. Mm -hmm. We approach him cautiously, and then he turns to us, swinging his axe at us, and his eyes are glowing red. At the same time, though, a horde of giant turtles emerges from the coastal waters. Mm -hmm. And as we're distracted by this, this demon guy vanishes. Yep. He gone. We and Sulkfib rush to face down this horde of turtles. They're, they're big ones, not like bitty turtles, obviously. Adamantoise. And we fight through a few waves of them, but we're soon overwhelmed and Slokfib calls for us to fall back. Still no sign of Spooky Man. <laughs> but as we try to retreat, another Rogadin wearing similar armor, he's wearing another suit of black and red armor, but he is missing the glowing red eyes. He's missing the beard. So he's clearly a different guy. 
he does have a bandage over his nose and he's wearing a helmet with curved horns, but the visor on the helmet is up so we can see his face. He rolls up and he smacks the turtle a good one. He winds up his giant two-bladed axe and smacks the turtle upside the head. He says, he'll back us up. So we rejoin the battle with this new ally. Right. Sulkvib also notices his axe and is surprised to see apparently its its reputation precedes itself um, because she recognizes it. We don't know how or why, but she does. We rush back in. We are going to, as is on brand for us right now, we're going to fight the, the baby big turtles. Mysterious Stranger is going to face off with a giant, probably 20 foot tall at the shell peak turtle. Um, so we smack down the babies, then we go to back up the axe-wielding stranger, and we take down the giant turtle. Once the fight is over, this mysterious axe-wielder introduces himself as Curious Gorge, which is a tier of pun name that any row player should aspire to. <laughs> it's true. However, he warns us off about making fun of his name, but he's otherwise affable. Which is... Hilarious, because in this universe, I don't think they've published the Curious George series. I think that this line implies otherwise, because he's aware his name is a pun. Yeah, so that's kind of amazing. Yeah, so Solkvib at this point recalls a story about a warrior from the Company of Heroes who would unleash, and I quote, crushing blows, unquote, Um, but he disappeared. And so... Perhaps this is him? Hmm? I don't know. This stranger is taken with us in our strength, and he's like, if you want to learn my secrets, please come join me at the hidden waterfall to the north. Then he walks off. Sulkvib's like, yes, you definitely should follow him if he'll teach you his secret warrior arts. Yeah, if he's as good as I've heard, and we're assuming this is the guy, then yeah. Brief sidebar on the Company of Heroes, we've not yet met this concept in the main story quest. But what this is, it's a group of people who was active before the Calamity, and they were involved in many battles with the primals. Yeah. Big stuff. Uh, we go to meet up with Curious Gorge to see see what's up. It's also worth noting that Gorge is a Hellsguard Rogadin rather than a sea wolf, which is what all the other Rogadin are that we meet in La Nosia. Right. So he is he is come down from the mountains. He's come down from the Abalathias Spine Mountains on the Eorzean mainland. There you go. There you there you have it, folks. So we learn from Gorge that he has left his home because his tribe and his people who know his practice are dwindling. So he's here to find some fresh blood, new people who can learn the warrior arts. He's also brought a bunch of texts with him uh, that he is attempting to decipher. He left his home before he was technically done studying. So he's trying to do all the things. He's trying to uh, finish his studying, decipher these texts, and also bring new warriors into the fold. Ambitious man. Uh, All while standing under a a waterfall the whole time. Yes. (laughs) This place is very scenic. This is a hidden cove north of Costa del Sol. There's a waterfall coming down from above into an estuary, and Gorge just sits meditating on the warrior arts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And sometimes when you're flying towards him, you can see him like practicing his swings, you know, when he thinks nobody's looking. It's pretty cute. So we are bequeathed with the crystal of the warrior, which has the memories of Gorge's tribe members. However, he also gives us an asterisk to this whole process. He doesn't even have the full ability to decipher these texts yet himself. Um, His brother, who was also obviously a tribe member and also a warrior, apparently could decipher them, but his brother has gone missing. Correct. So we get kicked out to go and hone our skills, go attune to the crystal. We come back in five levels. Immediately, Gorge dispels this mystery of the Company of Heroes. This is not a, a thread of mystery in this quest line. It's just, yep. So I was I was in the company back in the day, <laughs> but I can't focus on deciphering these texts because my old comrade from the company has asked me to do him a favor and I can't run around doing errands and also study my ancient histories. We <sighs> can relate, I'm sure, to being roped into random ass errands all the time. <sighs> However, Gorge has learned from the Chronicles between these hunting expeditions 
that there is an ancient set of warrior armor that was forged in the flames of the seven hells, which was then passed down through the ages until one recipient cast all pieces from the highest peak of Abalathia and has been lost to the ages since then. Mm-hmm. So we are getting track laid for once for our upcoming artifact armor quest versus being, hey, by the way, go grab a bunch of armor for no reason. Get to close. Points here for sure for actually weaving in the armor to the story in a more natural fashion. Yes, there's actually lore to back this up. But that's all a side note because our next task, though, will just be to hone our skills by facing down a giant sandworm in southern Thanalan. Yep, that's it. We don't know where to find this worm, though, so we are recommended to go and ask around in Forgotten Forgotten Springs, which is a Mikote village in southern Thanalan. Yeah, it's the U tribe. So we ask around the village and we learn a few things about this worm. It's big and scary, obviously, and we can summon it by walking around the desert in its territory, dune style. Tremor style, yeah. So we trek out to the desert and we find the wrecked caravan. And as soon as we set foot there, out pops the worm. (laughs) In my notes, I put, so we're off to the Sigoli Desert in search of a giant sandworm. Legends say it is 20 malms high. Really also very wide. It's not. Um, It's not. And then in parentheses, I put, bro is just standing thigh deep in water under a waterfall all the time. This is Gorge. That's, he's just standing in water, which I, I'm like, bro, your feet are going to get messed up. Um, Anyway, there's really nothing to that. We fight the worm. It is not hard. It's a standard, standard fucking worm fight. Take that, Gorge. I mean, well, there's a reason they gave us the soul stone, right? Because we're good. I we're know, good but at stuff. he makes a narrative about us having to harness our beast to defeat the worm because mere axe flows will not be enough to fell it. I mean, it's it's true. We, uh... No, it's mostly axe blows. Yeah. yeah. Well, we go back. We have to go and uh, check in with Gorge regardless. So, here we go. We're gonna go meet him again in his, in his uh, pool of water. And in his relentless deciphering endeavors, uh, he has discovered the reason why his tribe was shunned by the outside world. So when his people first came down, there were uh, reps from the city-states back then who decided to adopt some of these techniques. The reason being was his people were employed as mercenaries by the city-states. So those, you know, they're like, hey, that's a pretty cool thing move you got there and they started incorporating that into their uh, or at least um, training their armies with these techniques Um, however uh, they weren't taught how the inner beast thing worked and they were not taught how to control it or you know use the abilities responsibly in that way Um, so basically these people turned into violent monsters and killing friend and foe alike. And so from then on, the techniques were banned and his tribe was considered, uh, pariahs. Basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, his tribe was blamed for that, all that carnage. But Gorge's brother never mentioned this and Gorge has never seen one of his tribe members succumb to this rage. Right. So he's like. Are these stories born of, you know, is it's just born of myth and legend and, you know, over the over the eons, not over the eons, but over the centuries, these these stories have just become more exaggerated. He's, he's, he's filled with a lot of doubt at this moment. So, you know, he doubts that the stories are true. And he also doubts that his ancestors would let this sort of defamation take place. Like, were they cowards? You were know, they not willing to stand up for themselves? This is pretty weird, given what we learn later on. This whole narrative he's painting here. I mean, yes, it's weird, but, you know, denial's a hell of a drug. I think this goes beyond just denial, but whatever. We'll, we'll get to that later on. Compartmentalization, maybe? Yes. <laughs> there we go. So anyway, back to the, the main issue, though, or at least the other issue, which is the rampaging beast. The other one, yeah. The first one was the sandworm. Well, <laughs> the sandworm was framed as a test of our skills, of course. But yes, yes, this yes. one here, this creature is much like Kujata. It is bringing to its side an army of other beasts. Correct. So it, it's got like its own kind of... Posse. Exactly. And nobody can really describe it um, except for the fact that it's furry. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Um, and so Wineport has been besieged by this thing and it's it's posse of, uh, of uh, Raincatcher Gully animals. Um, and so we, we all run over there to, uh, to help them out. So we, we meet with the militia captain at Wineport, 
his his numbers are dwindling. Um, he's, you know, we're, but that's why we're here, right? We're going to shore up the ranks. Gorge says, okay, I'm going to cover the west entrance to the town and you cover the east. So we head out in that direction and we run into a bunch of, of beasts. We fight off raptors and we fight off buzzards. And then we hear a scream coming from the village as we are fighting off these animals on the outside. And then we rush back to investigate. Right. We find Gorge going to town on birds in the village. He's smashing down birds with his axe left and right. Yeah, he's he's in uh, he's in beast mode yep. here. Literally. Red eyes, feral mm-hmm. posture, growls. Yeah. And so you, you're looking at it turns into like, um, oh, what's that? What's that toy from like the 70s where you could look through the back of his head and you could see is the 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 six the six million dollar man I think I have no Steve idea. Austin I think and you, so you could look through the back of his head and you could look through and um, his red like robot eye and see things from his perspective I've never heard of this thing but I believe it okay well I, I if you saw a 40 year old virgin you would know and then um, <laughs> so that's what we get we get a uh, a point of view uh, from Gorge's uh eyeballs and the villagers you know he's he's definitely hunting you know the the buzzards and whatever but the villagers are looking at him in absolute horror because he looks like he's completely lost control of himself um and maybe he has and so they're starting to one of the villagers calls him a monster and their people are running away and this snaps him out of his mode right away um when somebody calls him a monster the the red goes away and he's left feeling quite uh poorly um this this hurts his soul quite a bit he just you know don't don't touch me don't talk to me and he leaves to head back to the falls um to have a think you know while he's having this 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 moment he's feeling uh, in a lot of things (sighs) knowing what we know about the end of this quest line this is this is this is going to um uh weaken his uh the, the little box that he has put all of these all of this knowledge in that he doesn't want to accept that exists. Right. We go back, though. This has been a very traumatizing incident. But we go back and talk to him back at the waterfall. And First, he's... though, we, we check in with the militia captain. And he's like, all right, so, you know, we've we've dealt with the, the shit here in Wineport. Thank you for your help. I saw that Gorge was, you know, had, you know, felt felt bad about being called a monster. And he's like, I, I, I understand... What happened here, but I, you know, make sure that you tell him that we thank him for his help. Um, he was really instrumental in getting this taken care of. Um, and I'm going to, you know, talk to the villagers and make sure that they, you know, that I, I clear up the misunderstanding that this is just, you know, um, part of his method. It doesn't make him a monster. You know, everybody was just super, super on edge emotionally, you know, like I'll, I'll take care of it. And so, you know, so we go back to, to Gorge to let him know, like, hey, man, I know you had like kind of a bad experience there, but just so you know, like everything turned out okay. And you're okay. You're you're welcome back. But he tells us, no, he was in full control the entire time. It's the villagers who are wrong, not me. To the uninitiated populace, he must have seemed terrifying, but he was in full control of his inner beast. You know, first of all, he's huge. Second of all, he's got this really terrifying uh, warrior armor on. And he's got like the, you know, the bullhorn fucking the dragon helm. And then when your eyes are like blood red and glowing, Jesus Christ. Well, I think that he's lying here. Oh, for sure. Crux, Again, he denial scary, is a hell of a drug. But I, I think that he's just trying to justify him to himself what happened. Correct. At this point. He's he's trying to, um you know, fake it till he makes it. So we come back later and Gorge has deciphered more texts. It turns out that the scattered pieces of the ancestral armor that were cast from the highest peak were actually recovered by pupils of the warrior who first cast them off. However, these these pupils did not want to relinquish the armor once they found them, so they hoarded the pieces to themselves, and each piece was buried at the site of that pupil's greatest victory. So the... Um... So the... Yeah, the, the pieces of armor essentially worked like the ring. They curled their little tendrils around their souls, and they realized that if you put these pieces of armor together, um, it's really dangerous. Uh, so they vowed to keep the pieces separate. And yes, so when each of them died, they were buried moms away from one another. Given our unreliable source, 
I feel like these might have just been more like the the rings of power versus them acting responsibly. Like once they got a piece of this armor and they, I'm assuming, put it on because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, this is pretty sweet. I'm not going to get this back because I, I want to keep this power for myself. That's my assumption. Nothing corroborates either version, just making inferences from sure. what we learn yeah. later on. Imagine being the guy that only got like the gloves. <laughs> Honestly, that seems better than like maybe like the feet <laughs> or something. No, no, it's, yeah, it's either glove guy or shoe guy. Both yeah. of those guys are totally looking dumb. But this text has leads on these locations where they were buried. So we can go and recover them. And Gorge thinks that if we copy the runes from these armor pieces onto replicas of them, they will, the replicas will then assume the power of the originals. Right. Which is essentially like, you know, if everyone's a beast, no one is. I guess I thought more that like the the armor that Gorge wears is the... It's it's a replica. Right. Yeah. It, it looks like the warrior artifact armor, which is that kind of uh, fur-lined, like fur red gold. Spiky. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's the shit that wears, yeah. But it's Moving not... me out. <sighs> I will. Don't worry. It is not, though, the real set. It is, it is just an imitation. This but, is not the greatest oh song God. in the world. It's only a tribute. Thank you. I don't even know the me- the melody to that song. I just know the words. So I think it's more that he wants to spread this art to the world. And he he needs more armor to do so. To really give other practitioners the same power. Right. And that that's that's helping his whole overarching goal here, which is to spread the word. Um, and to demystify um, and destigmatize his tribe and their techniques for for warrioring. Um, so yeah, okay. Well, let's go find this stuff. So we go all across the world. These are all in different zones, but they're not in super painful locations Mm-mm. for the most part. Mm-mm. Not like the ones that are buried like deep in the the beast tribe areas. God. Well, that'll. Every armor piece <laughs> is just kept in like a wooden chest, just yeah. sitting out in the open, and one of them is like right in like a path almost yeah <laughs> and every every chest is guarded by a giant beast we find a chest beneath a waterfall in the Curthis central highlands which is being watched over by a giant living fossil one of the nautilus mm-hmm. snail creatures thought that was a cool looking dude yep the south shroud one is just like sitting maybe half a mile away yeah, half on a al- little on a little uh little island yeah, it's in a swamp. Just like within, a, yeah, you could just you could just stand at the Etherite Plaza and be like, "See it? There it is." <laughs> that one's being washed over by a giant salamander, and then the last one we grab is in Western Thanalan in the fungal veil of Parada's Peace, and we of course kill a giant toad here, as that place is filthy with toads. Filthy with toads. You know what was great about that fight? So I I dropped in, bloop, got the stuff. The, uh, the toad appeared, but literally five feet away from that toad was another giant toad, um, you know, like a, a, a naturally occurring toad in Parada's piece. And the toad never turned around during my whole fight. I'm like, I hope this other toad doesn't turn around. Never did. And then I went away. Stupid toad. <laughs> I thought you'd get like an attack of war between toads because every toad. I know, right? They do your little. This, yeah, the tongue ability. Tongue. And if you're fighting two of them, <gasps> they will fight over you. I, which is. Funny, but annoying as hell. Correct and correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, If anybody has done Blue Mage, you'll, you'll have that moment. Back with Gorge, we learned that the piece he found himself has no power. But we need to pick up one more ourselves. It's in a jungle south of Wineport, a rain catcher goalie. We kill a giant mantis, grab the piece, and we're done. We go back again, and Gorge says... His piece probably isn't working because his soul crystal has gone dark after the fight in Wineport. Yeah, it really messed him up. Wearing a piece of armor with a weak soul crystal will render one mad with bloodlust. And so he thinks that the armor went dormant to protect him. I mean, thank God. I mean, maybe so, maybe not so. We don't really know what his reality is at this point. Um, well, we know what his reality is, but, you know, reality, what... It, Anyway, um, but yes, that makes sense. If your if your constitution has been weakened and you like it, it's 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 about confidence, right? Like you don't have that that inner confidence, that resolve to fight back on this inner beast that's trying to take 
you over. There's nothing internally f you saying like, oh, fuck no. Fuck no. You're not able to set those healthy boundaries, man. So it's just able to come in and blow your boundaries away and take over and be toxic as fuck in your body. <laughs> Are you talking about the armor still, Jin, or about- I don't know. I don't know. Jin's exes? <laughs> Set healthy boundaries, everybody. That's the moral of this story. We're going to track down the final armor piece now. It's way up again in the Kurthis Central Highlands. Um, but Gorge warns us to cast aside this armor if we feel the slightest bit of bloodlust. So we go find it. It's in a remote frozen cave in the far northeast corner of the Highlands. We approach it and Ogre Void Scent appears. We smack it down. And it turns out that Gorge followed us out here. Mm -hmm. He wants us to give him the breastplate, actually. He doesn't trust us to wear it. Right. If we want to have words with him about this, he'll be back at the waterfall. So okay. come okay, at him. Okay, man. So at this point, we're kind of looking at him a little sideways. Yeah. He can't. He doesn't really know which end is up. You know, as much as he tries, he really, he, like, he's just, he's just wishy-washy. You know, his argument here does kind of make sense. He's like, if I can't trust myself with it, how can I really trust you? We are essentially strangers, though my ancestors did deem it appropriate to give you the soul crystal. I'm just going to keep it. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. So, um, yeah. So how can he trust us with this power when he can't even trust himself? And can we truly look at the beast within ourselves and know we could defeat it when the time came? Hmm. Yes. Do we? We yes. don't. But... I have an inkling. I feel like probably yes. We return later. We learn that the rampaging beast has been sighted in Wineport again, mm. and we must stop it. Mm. But reportedly, the beast is more, quote, man than beast. You don't say. Gorge thinks that this is the chance now for him to redeem his tribe in the eyes of the world. Yep. We get sent out on trash duty again. Okay. So we're going to go and kill the minions of the beast while he goes and faces down. Second verse, same as the first. We are outside the village again on, on the slopes. and uh, Another scream from yep, the village. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the camera jumps over to the first person million dollar man. Beast view. Yeah. Steve Austin view. Yeah, that, that thing with the red tinge to it from this time the beast's perspective. And it's stalking through the town, growling and huffing as people run away yeah, from screaming it. Screaming and running and just chaos. Bedlam. And then we zoom out from it and learn that the beast this time is the red-haired and red-bearded be Rogadin. It's his brother! Fell demon. It's Gorge's brother! Twist, it's Gorge's brother. Oh my god. They look very alike, but... Nobody could have seen this coming. If you do this level 30 and then you're doing 40 hours of MSQ between now and then, you might forget. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a cute twist. I'm not going to say it's cool, but it's cute. And also, I will admit, when I, because I have never done this before, so I was, this is this is a fresh run through for, from, uh, for Warrior 30 to 50 for me. When we first meet Fell Demon, I just thought that was like, we don't know who this guy is. We're just going to call him Fell Demon. Um, and I thought it was Curious Gorge, who was like in a in a mode and then ran away, almost like a werewolf, you know, uh -huh. and then like and, and collects himself and then comes back and he's like, no, 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 I'm here to actually fight for, for real. Um, so I was like waiting. Cause I, I noticed the nose bandage and I was like, did that first image of the Rogaden with the stuff, did he have a thing? I, I couldn't remember because sure. it was such a quick flash. Yep. Um, so yeah, there was there was some doubt there. I half expected it to be uh, Gorge having like a personality crisis. There are two fake outs here, which we'll talk about in a minute once we actually get through the ending of the story. But that's one of them. Yeah, I think that was the intended fake yeah, out. I, yeah, I, I think so as well. So it did it. It got you, Jen. It got me. Anyway, though, so we zoom out and we see that the beast is the so-called fell demon Gorge's brother, and Gorge approaches him, yelling at him that the true enemy is within. Take control of the beast. This is like every every werewolf movie ever, where the 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 love interest or the the childhood long or the lifetime best friend or the mother or whatever is trying to reach the humanity inside the beast and trying to talk them down. Um, you know, you're you're stronger than this. Rise above the beast. You, this is it's me your brother you're you're hurting people stop and it's that whole thing 
So as he's saying these things, he's starting to work himself up. Yeah, he gets into an episode here. Gorge starts to drive yeah. himself into his own. He, he's, he's working himself into a tizzy. And yep. He's becoming more enraged. And now his, his rhetoric is less about his brother overcoming the beast within him. And Gorge is now overwhelmed by uh, anger. Anger right. at like he has um he he is owed this position by his ancestors like he was chosen but why he's he's slowly becoming overwhelmed by his own inner beast because he is he is indignant and desperate at seeing all of this work that he has done or that he thinks he's done um just being destroyed right in front of his eyes so there's anger at his brother for that the work being redemption of his tribe in right. the eyes of the world. Right. Trying to paint warriors as, you know, we're helpers or protectors. So and then so then it just it starts becoming more and more dangerous, this this stuff that's pouring out of his mouth. Like, I am the master. I am the rightful owner of the of the uh the you know, the relic armor or the artifact armor, whatever you want to call it. And so he goes full beast mode and now, and then they fight each other. Gorge trounces his brother, and during this fight, his back is turned to us. He smacks his brother down with his axe, and then he turns to face us, who have now arrived during this episode, and his eyes are, of course, glowing red. The sight of us does not snap him out of it. He continues on his tirade. He demands the armor that we have received so far. Right. So give it to him, or he'll tear it from our bloody corpse. Whoop! No, And then won't. we, of course, fight. Pfft. Fucking dare you, you This won't. fight is really easy. Right, <laughs> it's really easy. Yeah, there it's it has a very strange mechanic where the arena, the arena is the town center. Wineport, we're going to get to much later on in the main story quest. Right, but it's essentially like a, a stone walled kind of rustic town. I love it. And there's a little vineyard in there, a fancy yeah. restaurant. And this is where we're fighting in the middle of all this kind of like open bucolic, <laughs> sure <laughs> seaside village sort yes. of vibe. Yeah, the area fills with these little red and blue motes of um like inner rage and i think this is meant to represent the power within us we can seize this power for ourselves that lies within us because they're called like inner inner fury or whatever Ooh. and if you get close to one of them they will dissipate and heal you so it's like a way to restore your health if you're having a hard time wow i did you just mainline gorge and oh yeah i didn't i didn't, the only thing i saw it was a golden chain between us at one point and then he was he was done. Didn't wow. even. I was just like boop boop. It was it was really. Jin was so blinded by rage, she didn't even see the rage around well, her. The, I mean, the issue with me and tanking is that I just go into DPS mode. I'm trying to maximize damage, but I guess everybody would have done the same thing. I don't know. It just went by really quickly. I didn't have a chance to notice. You don't really need these tools that they give you, so it's it's very odd. Nothing like this you ever happens have them. again. At this point, you have so much mitigation in your toolbox. That if you fail, we'll try again and learn how to use your mitigation. The fights that are mechanically rigorous and the job quests don't really start happening until the next yeah, tier. Yeah. But I agree with you. It's a, a new idea. I, at least. Well, I love the concept. I wish I had noticed it. I think that would have been really cool to see, um, even if they weren't very helpful. Um, but at least, at least give him more health. Yeah. <laughs> Make him a little tankier. But it also, I mean, narratively, it makes sense that he doesn't have a lot of power because all of his power is derived from his anger. And that's only going to be good for just one hot second. Anyway, uh, we win, of course. We win. After we trounce Gorge, he calms again. This yeah. is healthcare in Eorzea. Well, a good beating. Yeah. He's flat on his back and I have failed. I failed myself. I failed my tribe. I even failed my own kin. And this is when we find out that he knew about his brother all along and everything else, all the other shit that we've been inferring, but he was in denial. Yeah. And that's where denial is doing a lot of work in this sentence because... I mean, it's it's more than that. It's almost illusion. It's a whole reality that he is blocking out. Right. He tells us also that his people befell a similar fate. In their quest for more power, they focus more on strength and discipline and so were overcome by their own inner beasts. Yep. You know, power corrupts, man. Tale as old as time. Our will is so strong, we kept the beast at bay. Hell yeah. And so this is why the soul crystal chose us. We represent the roots they drifted from. Correct. He compares us against himself. So his, his will is like a bonfire. It's hot and it's bright. But when the fuel dies, 
so does that power. Uh, it's very fleeting. But ours is like lava. It is hot, it's powerful, but when it cools, it is like rock and it is unbreakable. Um, so it is never open. Um, it, is, is, it is not vulnerable. I'm like, nice, nice one, dude. Gorge will have to begin again from scratch, relearning his own teachings and restoring his people's reputation once more after this whole debacle. Yeah. Well, you know, he needed that he needed that epiphany before any work could be yes. done. So this time his brother will help him. We never talked to this brother, by the way. We don't even get his name yet. Right. <laughs> but we're, we're assuming that he'll say yes in this rebuilding effort. Sure. So that is Gorge's resolution. Uh, despite all this business, though. The Wineport militia captain is still grateful to us and to Gorge. Yeah. So we return to the Hidden Fall one last time, and we learn that Gorge's soul crystal has reawakened after this epiphany, and ours is, of course, stronger than ever. Yeah. He now trusts us to bestow us with the warrior chest piece, and so we must go forth into the realm and protect those in need of our strength. I have known about Curious Gorge for a long time. I knew that he was he How? was I well, it may have been like Asmongold because he started as warrior. So I, I like I saw the name and I'm like <laughs> But I think just like whisperings here and there of the warrior quest line and of course I didn't, you know, read any of it because I don't want spoilers. Um so I just knew he was a central figure in that story. Um I was not expecting the story to unfold the way it did. Um, I knew there was going to be some sort of like switcheroo, um, um, but I thought, uh, I thought it was good. Not, not the best in my opinion, but I thought it was good. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it's paced well and it doesn't, it doesn't either over or underreach its own scope. Mm -hmm. And there is literally one named character in this whole story. Fell <laughs> Demon is not no, name and, and not really a character so much as a counter. Though, wouldn't that be cool if that was his born name? You know, you got Curious Gorge and Fell Demon. It doesn't fit the no, Hellsguard. The, the dynamic. No. Or the, the, the name convention. Convention, yeah. But anyway, though, like there is one character in the story, or you can say two being Gorge and his beast, whatever. But it doesn't feel lonely. I feel like all the events build naturally towards the finale, and the finale feels like it wraps up the events in a satisfying fashion. Mm-hmm. The brother factor is kind of curious. It's weird that <laughs> it's weird that we don't see him from the beginning till end. And like you said, Jin, I think that they want you to either forget about him or assume that they're the same person. Yeah, yeah, that he is Gorge, and then actually know it's his brother. So right. the other big thing, though, is that I feel like they are intentionally alluding to Kujata, the mm -hmm. Aurochs in mm -hmm. the entire thing. As it talks about a creature that is woolly and sure. strong, yeah. So, so that's probably the, the second, you know, the the, the second level, you know, uh, fake out. Like, is is Kujata? Is he back? Is he Kujata too? Bison Boogaloo? No, which would which would be ridiculous, or perhaps it's some other, you know, giant beast. But that, I mean, that would be that would be disappointing. I'm like, well, it couldn't be that, right? Because you're literally recycling the plot line that we literally just finished. What is happening? It, it, it just fills your head with doubt. You don't know where this story's yeah. going. My major gripe with the quest line is the distance between our character and the inner beast concept. Because nothing about <laughs> the story or gameplay makes me feel like we have a, quote, inner beast. No, except for the beast gauge, but... Eh. It's meter goes up, the meters goes down. Meter goes it, up, meter goes down. It doesn't feel no furious. You know, it's not aggressive, really. There is nothing about us having to struggle for control in this quest line, which I frankly feel bad whenever the game hand waves away something for our character because we're I a special know. boy. Right. Like, I want to earn something. I don't want to succeed just because i'm i know i'm the the good boy and the golden child yeah or the you know we're the one we're the MacGuffin. in this case yes yeah. honestly <laughs> <laughs> even if they had just maybe 
we have we have ideas so that the the instance to fight between us and beast mode gorge if there had been like a little separate like beast gauge where if we you know we would have to like do certain actions or something in order to keep it within a certain range so we weren't overwhelmed by it so i don't know how they would work that but that would have been something neat just like a a, a unique little you know esoteric mechanic for that one fight that that would be done easily enough with like a, a debuff mechanic which they've done similar things beforehand if you, if you get x stacking debuffs then this happens sure but as it is though we function more as kind of a um it's a lot like the pugilist quest where we are an accessory to the main character being Gorge's sure. growth that reflects to him his flaws and then inspires him to be better. So we're the um, the magical, the what the manic pixie dream girl, <laughs> manic warrior of light, yeah, girl. Which you know, again, the story is good. It's just, I guess, I hate being granted a pass in these narratives because mm. we are the the quote warrior of light yep. just because i would love some adversity that i feels like i too am overcoming my own inner demon if the whole quest and class is about this mechanic right anyway though again that's over and done overall this quest is a lot of fun mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm, i had mm-hmm. a good time so did i except for those those ldrs tank woes so why is it so stressful this is why this is why tanks don't have a queue because nobody wants to tank because it's terrifying like you're an amazing tank thank god like we need people like you in our lives so we can just sit back and and cast (laughs) (laughs) thank you jen quietly in in our little corner so on that note next time we'll be playing through the rest of the sylph quests in the main story so we'll see you then Well, that'll uh, that'll do it for this episode of Pod Return of the Waking Sands. Um, we've gotten some some emails and some tweets from some of you guys, and it is so fucking awesome to hear from you. Oh my god, it's um you know when you do something like this, you're just kind of sending it out into the into the void of of media, and you know you don't hear anything. You're just like, well, we're just gonna continue on doing what we're doing. Hopefully, it's not awful. Um, but the feedback we've gotten so far has been that it's, it's, uh, we're doing okay. So if, if you had anything to say or you wanted to drop us a line, um, you can, and you can reach us at podreturnffxiv at gmail.com, um, or on Twitter at podreturn. And with that, we hope you enjoyed the episode and we will see you next time.